The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן בעדם אמן. דף כ"ד תראה, דף איז בן סטארי לעילוי נשמת מור זקניר ביוסף בן צרה רוח השם תניחנו בגן עדן אמן. וזאת בזמן סטאד לנשמת אברהם בן אסתר. רוח השם תניחנו בגן עדן אמן. ולרפואה שלמה משה בן דינה, שרה רוחמה בת רחל ושרה בת רחל אל נא רפאנה להם. רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף. תורתם קרבה לבוא וכן ינסו ונאמר אמן מבין תרי סדף ונכבדל עמוד ראשון. סטארים ותינו משנה האישה שנדרה בנזיר. הליידי שנחשבתה לפן הסלף. תביא נזירה והפרישה את בהמתה. And she designated her korbanot. She separated them. Now we know that the nizira, if she's tehora, she brings three korbanot. She brings a keves lehatat, keves leola, and an ayil leshlamim. Those are the three korbanot that a nazir tehor brings after his process. Again, a hatat, an ola, and a shlamim. So again, she separated these korbanot, so the Mishnah says, But then her husband nullified her nizirut. So what does she do with these animals now? Basically, she doesn't have a nizirut on her now, because the husband nullified it. So, If the animals belong to the husband, Just put the animals back in the barn, which means into the, uh, into the flock. There is no kiddushah on it. Since the husband made a farah on it, so therefore he only gives her the animals if there's a purpose. But if there's no purpose to it, like in this case over here, so therefore the kedushah is not hal on them at all. But if the animals were hers, Gabbara will explain how could she have something that belongs to us. Anything that belongs to us belongs to the husband. Gabbara will explain what's the case where she has her own animals and she designated them. tamut. The korban hatat, which is the kevis that was designated for the hatat, already has a deen that it has to die. Has a deen of like a regular hatat shemitu be'aleha, which we learned earlier that a hatat that it was designated the right way, and the, the owner died, so it has a deen of kedushah, and therefore, so to this hatat also uh, dies. Uh, you have to let it uh, die. Okay, and that's uh, the explanation. We explained earlier it's because she needs kapara. Uh, for the fact that she, uh, like according to the Shittab Rabbi Al-Azhar kefar that since she abstained herself from wine for the sake of Nizirut, even though the Nizirut is not on her anymore, so the Hatat is still viable enough that you cannot bring it as a Qurban, obviously, because she's not a Nizirah, but it has to, uh, has to die. It has uh, some sort of uh, Kiddushah. Comes the Mishnah continues, Ve'ola, Tekarev, Ola. Now the korban that she designated for the korban ola can be brought as a korban ola. She brings it an ola. 
Ushlamim tekarev shlamim. And the, um, the ayel that was designated for korban shlamim should be brought indeed as a korban shlamim, uh, which means these items are brought as well, which means you're allowed to bring a korban ola nedava. So it doesn't hurt. Let it bring the ola, instead of bringing it as a nazir ola, bring it as a nedava. For that matter, shlamim can also be brought as shalme nedava. So therefore, instead of bringing it for the Hayyub, because the Nizirut was Mufar, <coughs> let her bring it as a Shalmeh uh, Nedavan. There is no difference between them, and therefore, uh, she can't do it. However, there is a stringency that does apply to a uh, Nazir Shalamim. And that is, is, it is eaten less time than a regular Shalamim can be eaten. A regular Shalamim has two days and one night to be eaten. The day that you brought it, that night, and the next day until sunset. Let's say you brought the Qurban on a Monday, so you have the entire Monday, the entire Monday night, and the entire Tuesday till sunset. However, a Qurban of a Shalmei Nazir only has that day to eat it. So therefore, we're going to take the stringency where you can bring it as a Shalmei daba with the stringencies of the Nizirut. And that's why the Mishnah says, which means it is only eaten for one day. Which is on the day that you brought it and the following night. Which is you brought it Monday, you get Monday and you get Monday night. But not a regular day, not like a regular shalim that you have uh, two days. So to putting the stringency of uh, Nazir on it. Now, they do not need bread. Now, what is this bread? In the Shalmin Nazir, the Torah clearly says that with the Qurban Shalamim, they also bring halot urkikim. They bring loaves of Bread. That's the thing of a Qurban Nazir. It comes with lechem. However, these uh, things of it, since the Nizirut was paka, since the husband was mefedaneder, so you do not have to bring the uh, lechem that uh, comes with it. So that's the deen of the uh, Mishnah. Now there is a, another deen that has to be discussed over here, and that is the Zerowa Beshela. There is a special deen of Qurban Nazir, again the Shilamim, where the zerowa, the, um, right the right foreleg, is cooked. They cook it, uh, that's of the ayil, and then it is eaten by the kohanim. Whereas normally the zerowa does not go to the kohanim. Normally the kohen uh, gets the hazeh and the shok. Okay, does not get the zerowa on a regular korban shalamim. Normally the zerowa is eaten by the, the owners. Here, shalmen azid is different. They take the zerawa, they cook it and give it to the Kohanim. So the question is over here, what are you going to do with the uh, zerawa over here? So there's a different shitot in the, uh, in the Rishonim over here. Someone is saying from the fact that the Mishnah did not mention the zerawa uh, at all. So it could be, uh, there's no zerawa because it's a regular, regular deen of uh, Qurban Shalamim and it goes to the uh, Ba'alim. Uh, Tosfot comes along and says that no, the zerawa is going to go to the Kohen, but you don't have to make tinufa, because normally what they do with the zerawa is the owner and the Kohen have to actually wave it. That's the regular deen of a Nazir. But in this case, Tosfot learned that you don't do the deen of the uh, waving, but it is going to be forbidden for a non-Kohen to eat. Okay, so that's basically what's done in this uh, subject. Now let's read the Tosafot. Let's start with the second Tosafot on the... Uh, Okay, so 
ואחר כך הפר לבעלה. אם משלו הייתה בהמת, הוא זה אנמול, תצא ותראה בעדר. Let's go back into the barn. Why? דכיוון דהפר לבעלה, אין כאן נזירות כלל. There's no נזירות. והבהמות שהפריש, דין חולין, חולין עליה. That's a דין of חולין, because nothing. כדאמר בגמרא, כי אקנלה, when the husband, כי אקנלה, when the husband is מקנה his animal to his wife, דצריכה לה... It's only because she needs it. Normally whatever the lady acquires goes to the husband. Next to us What do you mean? Even though they made a fara, what do you have to do? What's the khatat of any sanctity at all? Why does she need kapara? As we said, for the abstention that she didn't drink wine, we treat it like a korban hatat that its owners died. Right? And we said that the, uh, the ola that she does there is more as ola, of course, not more as ola venazir, it's more as a olat nedava, which is okay to bring that uh, as well. And then, of course, the next one is Shilamim Yakribu Shilamim V'Nechalim L'Yom Echad. Look at that Tosfot. Kehomer Shalme Nazir. We put the stringency that it's only eaten for one day. The Shalme, this this Shilamim. V'Afil L'Mandabar Ba'al Me'akar Akar. Now, even according to the opinion that says that the husband retroactively nullifies the natives, so there was nothing there at all. Kevan Shikadashim L'Din Shalme Nazir Yochlu B'Chol HaChomer Shibahim. Which means, bottom line, she was Mekadesh Otam. Since she was Mekadesh Otam, even though he nullified them, we're going to treat them with the, the humrot of Nizirut. Because she could argue, you could say, there's no Nizirut to Mechlal, retroactive, nothing was there. But she sanctified it, so then we're going to treat it with the Kedusha. Okay. So that's the uh, subject over there. Uh, next one, Ve'enam Te'onim Lechem. The next was fourth. Kish'ar, like the other Shalmen Nazir, Dekhtiv Al Kapeh Nazir. Okay, kapan nazi, which means they do a tenufah. Uh, they put the uh, uh, the tenufah, uh, the, the lechem, on the palms of the nazir, and they they wave it. Ve'en kan kapan nazir. There's no nazir over there. Why? Defella, because he made the hafara. Okay, very good. So that's that subject over there. Now, v'mikdisho kevar. Now, if let's say Tosfot just points out, let's say she sanctified the breads as well. Now that she sanctified these animals, but she sanctified the breads. Taun pidiya. Then already they're going to have to make a pidyon on the breads themselves. Even if he uprooted it. Because the people are not going to know that was uprooted. They're going to think you could just make uh, an item uh, non-hikdish without making pidyon. And therefore they have to put it. And if it's megaz gaiz, then of course you have to put it. Because really it has a, a kedushah intrinsically. So that's the first din of the Mishnah. Basically, it's a case of a lady that made a nizirut. She designated a korbanot. Husband made a hafara. Hatat is really the only one that is met. Because she can't bring a korban hatat in any which way. So it's like as a deen of a korban hatat that the owners died. The shilamim, you'll bring as a shalmin dava with the humrot of nazir. No, which means only eating it for one day. No lechem. Mahlok and what you do with the zerawa. And regarding the uh, ola, you bring it as the olat. Nedavat comes to the Mishnah and says another case. 
Hayula ma'ot. Now let's say the lady over here is a different case now. She didn't designate korbanot. Instead, she accepted upon herself and she designated money. Monies for the uh, korbanot that she has to bring. Now there's two ways she can designate the money. She can designate the money as satum. Satumin. Satumin means she just has a pile of money for the korbanot. Without designating which money is going to be for which korbanot. Or she could be Mifurashin. Mifurashin means she actually designated this is this money is for the hatat, this is for the uh, olad, this is for the shilamim. So the Mishnah is going to give us different dinim and basically how she designated the money and what exactly the din of the money is. So the Mishnah says, Hayula ma'ot setumin. Which means if let's say the money that she designated was setumin, yipelu lindaba. So she's able to bring them as olot nidaba. All the money... Just bring it as Olat Nidaba, the Gibbara will explain exactly uh, why that is so. So let's say she designated a thousand dollars. Stop, this is for my Kurbanot. She didn't say which Kurban exactly. Take the thousand dollars, let her go buy Kurban Ola, Olat Nidaba. However, Ma'ot Mefurashim, but if she designated the Ma'ot, which means she specified, so now, Deme Chatat Yilchu Liyamamelech. So the monies of the hatat, let's say she designated $200 for the hatat. So she got to take that money, and she has to get rid of it. You can't bring a uh, korban with this. Uh, she's not a nazir any, anymore. And they're waiting to hatat shemeta. There's no hatat over here. So therefore, what do you do? Take the money, and you have to destroy it, get rid of it, throw it into the uh, Dead Sea. Because since, bottom line, she did put kiddushat hatat on the money, and that's the deal of a behemat hatat. Now, what do you do with a regular behemat hatat in this case? You let it die. What do you do with the money? Let it die. Destroy it. You put the money in. Yam hamelah. That's what Tosafot explains. Velo nehenin. Well, obviously, you're not allowed to have hana'ah from this money. Velo mo'alim bahim. Which means normally there's a deen of me'ilaf. Somebody has uh, benefit from Hegdesh b'shogeg. He's hayav, uh, number one to be korban asham. And he also has to pay keren b'chomesh. He has to pay principal plus a chomesh, uh, a penalty uh, to the Kodesh. However, in this case over here, there is no me'ilah on the uh, monies uh, themselves. Okay? Because since you're not bringing a korban with the monies, the deen of me'ilah does not apply. Which means, the Torah says by me'ilah, mikodshe Hashem. Okay? Only it applies to things that are designated as korban for Hashem. The monies over here are not considered kodshe Hashem. Even though there were monies designated for a korban, it's not considered a Korban, there is no me'ilah on this money. Okay, now let's discuss the other monies. The me'ilah, yavi'u ola. Okay, what do we do with the monies of the ola? Bring ola nidaba. Umu'alim bahim. Which means now, there's going to be a deen me'ilah on this, uh, on this deen over here. Because you bought a korban ola with it now. What's the deen? Once you buy korban ola, as a deen of a korban. All the, the regular deen of uh, me'ilah is going to apply. Demir Shilamim, what do you do with the money of the Shilamim? Yavi'u Shilamim, what type of Shilamim? Shalmen, Nidama, Vene'echalim, Liyom Echad, same laws. You have to put the stringencies of the Zirut on them, it's eaten for one day, like the law of a Nazir, Ve'en Te'unim Le'chem, it does not get the Le'am of a Shalmen Nazir, because again, the Torah says, Kapeh Nazir, by the hands of the Nazir, there's no Nazir over here, so therefore there's no Le'chem. I go back to the same Mahlokan, what do you do with the, uh, the, uh, the Zerawa and all that other stuff? That already is a machlokan amongst the mefarshim. Uh, okay, so that is the dina. Did not discuss over the dina of me'ilah when it came to the shilamim. So the mefarshim say uh, over here that it's pashut.
Because uh, we said already, anything that's a korban has a din of me'ila, so there will be din of me'ila as well by the shalmeh, nedava that is brought. Gemara continues. Gemara begins, actually. We said what in the rest of the Mishnah, that if the animal belongs to the husband, so, and she consecrated it, or she not consecrated, she designated it for the korban, for the nizirut. So what do we say? We said in the Mishnah, Let it go back into the flock, which is it does not have any Kiddushah. But what is it, Mashma? <coughs> that a lady can consecrate the husband's animal for her korban. So comes the Gemara and says, Man tana de ba'al lo mishta'bedla. Who is the tana of our Mishnah that says that the husband is not bound to bring the korbanot of her of his wife. And that's why we're saying the korban have no kiddushah. Which is if she did a husband's uh, korban, what's the din in the Mishnah? Nothing, put it right back in the uh, stock. It's the, the no kiddushah b'chlal. On hers, since she had rights to be mikadeshit, so you have to deal with it. Hatat tamut, olat nedabash, So it's mashma that our has holding that a husband is not bound to give his animals to his wife. So when she, when she designated the husband's animal, it's like she did something illegal. Therefore, nothing is going to be hal. That's what we're understanding the Mishnah. So we want to know who is the author of such a shita. So comes the Gemara and says again, Man tana, who is the author? That the husband is not obligated to her. So the Gemara says, It's the rabbis. Now we'll see where this opinion of the rabbis is. The Yisrael Kadach Rabbi Yudai but if you're going to tell me it's a shita of the Yehuda, I might say it to the Rebbe Eder. Why should it go to the Eder? According to the Yehuda, he's bound to take care of his wife's korbanot. And therefore the Yehuda will say that really the, the deen should be that the animal should have some kedushah to it. Now we're going to see the machlok between the rabbis and the Yehuda. The Tanya, we have a Braita. The Yehuda Omer, Adam mevi korban ashir al ishto. Which means, let's say there's certain korbanot that are called korban olev yored. Olev yored is a fluctuating korban in price. goes up and goes down depending on the economic status of the one that's bringing it. Right? Sometimes they bring a behemah. If you cannot afford it, you bring shteturim, you bring the birds. So now we're saying over here that let's say the lady, which is a lady that gets married, she doesn't have any money, she's considered an aniyah. But her husband is rich. So the korban is brought according to the economic status of the husband. So it says, Adam mevi korban ashir, which is a fellow brings a korban ashir, which is a higher korban al ishto, which means for his wife, which is if his wife is mechoyevet korban, and she is a uh, aniyah, so the deen is going to be that what? Since the husband is rich, he has to supply the korban for the ashirut vechen, for that matter, any korban. Forget about korban ashir, korban ani. He has to, he has to take care of it. Why? Shekach katavla. If you remember, we know the Masil Ketubot. This is what he writes for in the Ketubah. Kol acharayut deitlich. Any obligation that is on you, alai is going to be my obligation. Min kadmat dena. Which means from Kadmat Dena, from even before the marriage. Now it has to be understood over here, the husband is not obligating himself 
on monetary things. Any debt that she has, uh, we're not explaining that he has to pay uh, the debt. Uh, so we're explaining over here, it's specifically referring to Hayuf Korbanot. Which is if you are obligated to bring any type of Korban, even before the marriage, the husband accepts upon himself to, uh, to take care of it. Okay? Now, what's the pshat? Because the husband might not want to obligate himself to pay money, his wife's debt. But his wife's korban, which is talui kapara, he wants his wife to have kapara. That's already an item that he doesn't mind to, to take care of. So therefore we have to explain that when it says in the ketubah, that I'm taking care of your hobot, from before the marriage even, that's referring to the anyan of korbanot. Now that's the shitav who? The biyuda. So therefore according to the biyuda, he cannot be the author of our mishnah. Because according to the biyuda, the husband has to give over the korbanot. So therefore the husband has to give over the korbanot, the korbanot are going to have some, uh, the same law as her korbanot. And therefore must be the Rabbanan. Now even though we didn't see the Rabbanan shita in this b'raita, must be there's a shita that argues and says, no, the husband is not obligated to give any korbanot, it goes according to her. Therefore he's the author of Mishnah. Who's the author of Mishnah? Rabbanan. Comes the Gabbanan and says, no, Rava Amara Filu Temar Bihuda. I can even tell you the author of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Oh, so wait. I thought Rabbi Yehuda says that he's obligated. So since he's obligated, the Korbanot should have status. So the Korbanot says, Which means, yeah, he's obligated to bring the Korbanot. But which Korbanot is he obligated himself? The ones that she needs to bring. But these she doesn't need, she doesn't need to bring. Why? Because he made her farah. Well, he's not just going to waste his animals for no purpose. Here, the husband, in the khanameh, if he didn't make hafara, he has to take care of it. Even though it's coming from his flock. But here, the husband, you have to remember, made hafara. Even the Bihuda is going to agree that what? That the husband doesn't obligate himself on something that he doesn't need to, to do. And if he made hafara over here, comes again and says, Ika de amre. There was another version of this sugya, Ika de Amre. Man Tana. Who is the author of our Mishnah that says what? That when she uses the husband's korban, the kedusha of the korban goes off and if it goes back into the, into the flock, Amar of Hazar Bihudai. Oh, so right away the Gibraltar comes out of Bihuda, which is already questioned. What do you mean? How can it be the Bihuda? Vichi Mishabed La. And the Gibraltar speaks that straight. When is the husband obligate himself? On something that she needs. But an item that she doesn't need, like in this case, where the husband was mefed, he's not going to obligate himself. Because if it's going to go like this, which is according to the rabbis, they come along and say there's no shibur over here at all, which means even in the case where he was not mefer, the, the husband does not uh, obligate himself to bring these uh, uh, korbanot. Oh, so comes the That's the shita of the uh, of the rabbis. So comes the uh, gemara now as a question and says like this. So what's the case over here that she should be or that he's going to be Mishubata, which means according to Hakamin, give me a case where what that she she's going to be able to be Magdish the Behemot of those which is according to the to the Mishnah we're saying it's the Bihuda. What was the case of the Mishnah? Let's review. He was Mefir. 
Also, the Mewuda says, yes, the husband is obligated to bring the Kurbanot, but he's only oblig- obligates himself to bring Kurbanot when, when it has to be brought. But when it doesn't have to be brought, uh, he's not going to obligate himself. Whereas, according to the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan say, never. Why? Because he was Mefir. That's the way we understand it, because there was Hafara Mashma, that if there was no Hafara over here, then even the rabbis would say, she has to bring the Kurban, even though it's the husband's, even though it's coming from the husband's flock. So the Gabbara wants to understand what's the case, which is how do you have a case that according to the Akamim, she's going to be Magdish, the behemoth of the husband, if, uh, if he didn't mefer. So the Gabbara says, which means, let's say the case was, the husband was Meknem Mamash. The husband gave over the animals to his wife. He was actually Meknem, Mirzono. Which means, take these for your Qurbanot. And therefore, and therefore since it was Meknem, the Behemot, they considered her, and therefore the Behemot, they considered whatever the deen is, her Behemot is. So therefore the Kedusha is not going to go uh, back off. And therefore, uh, so then in that case over there, uh, so therefore, but Amishnah didn't say that. Amishnah says that why you put him back in the in the flock. So if we have to say Amishnah is going to be Uda, that the husband is Mishubad to bring the Qurbanot. And therefore, if he did not make Hafara, she's not going to be able to be Magdishti's Behemot without his permission. However, if he was Mefer, so then she doesn't need them. So therefore, there's no Shi'bud. Therefore, the animals are going to have. No kiddushah, therefore they go back in. So let's just review according to this girsah inside again. I'm going to read it. The Gemara starts again. Ika de Amli. I want to read that inside again. Man Tana, who's the author of Mishnah Marav Hazda? Rabbi Yudai. Oh, Shita Rabbi Yudai. And what's Rabbi Yudai Shita? That the husband is obligated to bring the korban of his wife. Vechi Mishabed la. But when does he obligate himself? Bimilta de Srikala. An item that she needs. The milta, the lotserik, Allah, but items that she doesn't like in this case over here, where there was hafara made, no. Okay, the ira banan, because if you're going to say that the Mishnah is following the shita of the rabbi, well, what do the rabbis hold? Rabbis hold the husband is not mishurbad to the ladies' kurbanot, bichlal. No mishabed la klal. Right, not obligated at all. Oh, so what's the Gemara's question over here then? Is that a bit? Okay, So what would be a case, according to the rabbis, where you would have a case where the husband is, let's say, obligated to the situation of his wife? Okay, where he bamash made a kinyan to give these animals to his wife. Good, that's the only case. And therefore, uh, our Mishnah is talking about a case where what? Where if she made a neder and the husband was mefer, you put him back in the barn. So it must be talking about who? If, if she was makneh them, according to the rabbis, you can't say the mishnah is that. Because if it was makneh to her, what do I care if it was mefer or not mefer? The hus. So therefore, it must be from our fact that the mishnah said that they go back into the barn. Cannot be going like the rabbis. Because the only case of the rabbis, the other case where she can do that is where the husband actually gave it over. So gave it over, it's not going to make a difference, hefer or no hefer. It's ours. And from the fact that Mishnah makes a hefdel, difference between hefer and not hefer, must be the biyuda. Because the biyuda will say, generally speaking, only in a case where it's necessary. But it's not necessary, it's not mishabed. And therefore, 
if he makes a farah, the deen is the Qurmanot go back to Hulin, go back into the uh, to the to the barn. You can even say the Mishnah is going like the Shita of the Hakamim. That what? The husband is really not obligated to give any Qurmanot to his wife at all. Oh, so it comes the Gibran says. Oh, so then the Shayla is, what do you need Hefer? Even if there was no hafara, it's nothing. Which means, by the way, the husband doesn't give over uh, the animals. And, and the only way you say he gives them over is what? To a kinyan. If he's maknir the animals, so if it's husband regardless. So the Gibran says, not so fast. Which means the husband will only be the animal if she needs it. If she doesn't need it, which means it's, it's, like, a, it's like a stipulative uh, kinyan, which means, the only way for the rabbis to get that animal to the lady, it, there's no shabud, there's no ketubah. It's only because he actually was maknet. Also, we said, oh, if he's maknet, it's hers. So what's the difference if he made hafara or not hafara? Bottom line, it's hers. But even if he made up, even if uh, he didn't make hafara, the kawrahat belongs to her as well. Even if he made hafara, even if he made hafara, it's hers. Now, the only time is maknet animal is what? So long as she needs it. But if she doesn't need it, so therefore, he's not maknet. So the Mishnah can even be going according to Shita of the rabbis. I mean, you would learn the Mishnah as follows. When the Mishnah said, a lady that made neder, uh, nezirut, and she designated Qurban of the husbands. Oh, stop right there. If it's going like the rabbis, how can it be the Qurban of the husbands? He was maknet. He said, my uh, wife, these are your Qurbanot. Beautiful. And then what ended up happening? He ended up making hafara. So we should say, so what? Bottom line, you gifted it to me. They're mine. Nah, he only gifted it. He only used magnet if she's going to need it. But if she's not going to need it, then he doesn't want to give it. Therefore, there's a difference between hafara and no hafara. Comes the Megemaran continues, im shela haita behemta. What do we say? If the behemta belong to her, chatat tamut. The chatat, you have to put it to death. The ola tikrav. And the ola, you bring it as olat nedava. And for that matter, the same thing as a shamin nedava. But the only question is, how does she have anything that belongs to her? Anything that belongs to the wife goes to the husband. So how can she have her own uh, flock? How can she have her own animals? So the Kibra asks that basic question. Kibra says, he minala. How does she have anything? Ha'amart, don't we know? Whatever the lady acquires, goes right back to the husband. So we're just asking like a technical question. How did she get anything that belonged to her? Amara papa, me'isata. Which means the husband has to give a mizunot. Right? What she did was, she uh, squirreled away some of the mizunot uh, for her own purposes. Which she shouldn't have to eat all the mizunot. She uh, ate less than she uh, needs to. And she took the extra money of her allowance. She put it on the side. And that belonged, that, that, that's her money. She could buy whatever she wants with that animal. That's the first uh, answer. That somebody else gifted an item to her. On the condition that your husband has no reshut. Now if you remember, we learned this case in Masih Nidarim. We had a fellow that he wasn't getting along with his son-in-law. So he didn't want his son-in-law to get the money. He wants it to go to his daughter. But the problem is, if he gives it to his daughter, he goes back to him. So we said, if he specifically says, I'm giving this to you for Kenyan, 
where you're going to use it to eat. So therefore, if he designates it for a specific item, for example, food or another specific item, so we say really the item becomes hers the moment she's about to put it in her mouth, and it doesn't go into the husband's shoot. And therefore, you have to say the similar case over here is where somebody gifted something to her for a specific item. So when you give her a specific item, for example, for ochel or whatever it is, that's a way that the money will go for the korbanot. And therefore, right, therefore, it does not go to the husband, it will go to the uh, wife. That's what the Tosafot speaks out. Look at the Tosafot, Ba'amar la, al-minat she'in the ba'alech reshut be'em. Rabbenu tam pasak kerav. Da'amar repenik matrani d'darim amudar ana'am ha'tano. He's against his son-in-law. He doesn't want to give his son-in-law an avirutsendi ten ma'ot b'ito, but he wants to give money to his daughter. Omer are ma'ot n'tutim lik b'matana b'vad. Right? He said, I'm giving you the money, but I don't want your husband to have any reshut. What are you going to use for your eating? You can only gift it like that, where you specify the item. But if he comes along and says, listen, whatever you want to do with them, you can do with them, then the deen is, it goes right back to the husband. So therefore, he's forsaken. But if you have to say, the Gemara, even did not speak it out over here, it means that the gift was given according to the standards of Rav in Masich and Darim that says what? It's got to be excluding the husband and for a specific item, then the Kenyan works and it stays by her and does not go to the Ba'ah. So that's the way we have two answers uh, to this uh, question, how she got something that belongs to her. Either she saved her money that belonged to her or she got it from somewhere else. Now the Gemara <coughs> discusses another case. Ha'ola tikrav ola. Vashilamim tikrav. So what do we say in the Mishnah? The ola, you bring a shalme ola. The shalamim, you bring shalme nedaba. And we said it takes the humrah of nizirut, because by the way, she did sanctify it for nizirut, even though the nizirut was nullified. So they would only be able to in for one day. So you have a, a case now. You have a shalmen nazir that's eaten for one day, but there is no bread. You do not bring the lechem, because the lechem is only born if there's nizirut, but there's no nizirut over here. So now the Gemara is going to discuss other cases where a shalmen nazir is brought, actually for a, uh, yes, shalmen nadava, without bread. So the Gemara says, Amar le shimuel abu bar'ihi. Shemuel tells Abu Bari, Don't sit down until you explain to me the following, uh, the following uh, item. Which means, I want, to show me, I want you to show me cases of Shalmen Nazir, cases that you don't bring the bread. Okay. Normally a Shalmen Nazir, you got to bring the bread. Show me cases where you don't bring the bread. So Abu Bari, he answered four cases. These are the four cases of an ayil that's brought for a shilamim that do not need lehen. Shelo, kapara. Now the Gemara is going to explain all four cases one at a time. Shela had amran. Well, we explained that case already. Shela is the lady. She makes it in on herself. She designated the korbanot. The husband was mefer. She brings her animals. She brings the shalamim as what? As a shalmeh nedava without the lechem. So we know the case of shela. Shela is obvious. What's the next case? The next case is shelo. His 
A father can accept upon uh, himself, or for the child actually, a nizirut for his child. Some say on behalf of his child, which means he wants to mechanech the child in nizirut. So the father accepts upon uh, uh, on his child's behalf a nizirut. But a lady is not allowed to do such a thing. Okay, so now let's say what happened. The father said to the son, Hinuch, uh, young boy, you are now a Nazir. The, the child did not want to be a Nazir. So what did he do? Gilach. The child, when he shaved his hair, what is he trying to show? I don't want to accept this in his root on me. Or Or let's say relatives came along. So what are you doing? What are you putting the kid in the Zirut? They, they shaved his hair for him. Right? Or let's say miha. Or let's say the son himself protested. I'm not interested. I want to become a nazir. Or Or relatives came along and said, we protest. We don't want you to accept upon uh, this kid's behalf a nizirut. Now let's go again. The father, after he made this nizirut on his kid, he took money, a pile of money, and he put it, satum. What do we say satum is? He didn't yet earmark which money is going to go for, which korban. So then what do we say? So what do we say? Take the whole pile. And buy korban olat nedaba, because you can buy olat nedaba, no problem. However, ma'ot mefurashim, if you specify, which means, what are the three korban you have to bring for nizirut? Korban hatat, korban olat, korban shilamim. So now you have three piles of money. You have the hatat money, the olam, and the shilamim money. So what does it say? Deme hatat yilkul yam amelach. As we know, what are you going to do now? The nizirut was hal. So therefore, what are you going to do with this, uh, 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 which means, the nizirut was hal, but now it's, Nullified because either he protested, they protested, he cut his hair off. But bottom line, since you designated the monies, it has a deen of a korban khatat that the owners died. What do you do with a korban khatat that the owners died? You let the animal die. Well, we don't have an animal over here, we just have money. So what do you do with the money? You kill the money. How do you destroy the money? You throw it into the uh, Dead Sea, and the money uh, disintegrates. Okay, and what does it say? Deme ola yavi ola. Alright, with the monies that you, you, you designated for korban ola, bring ola. Umu'alim bad, there's ma'ilah. Because we know this ma'ilah by a actual korban, which means once you buy the korban, olat nidava, now the laws of ma'ilah are going to apply. Oh, here's the key now. The shalamim money, buy a olat, buy a shalmeh nidava, v'nechalim liyom echad, we said it has the stringencies of nazir, and therefore you can only eat it for one day, and here's the key line. The end te'onim lechem. You do not bring bread with it. So then we have a second case where we see a shalman nazir that's brought without bread. Third case, shalachan mitah. After death. Minalam, what's the case? Where do you have this? Now we have a mishnah. It's a masikh ma'ilad that you'd alif. I'm a frish ma'od l'niziruto. Okay. A guy, let's say, designated money for the korbanot of his nizirut. Korbanot for the nizirut. Lo nehenin. Okay. Obviously, they're asut havana. Velo mu'alim bahem. Again, there's no deen of ma'ilad because we learned by money. There's no deed of me'ilah, only by the actual korbanot. Oh, so he explains like this. The guy just took the money satum, right? He didn't designate what he wants the money for. Now, with this money over here, let's say he doesn't put a thousand dollars in the pile, right? He just said this is money for the nizirut. He didn't designate what the money is going to be used for. So technically if he wants, he could use the thousand dollars to buy one big fat korban shilamim. That's one of the three uh, korbanot. Now we have a law over here that says 
There is no mi'ilah by Qurban Shilamim. Shilamim is considered on the level of Kadashim Kalim. Mm-hmm. Kadashim Kalim are not subject to the laws of mi'ilah. Ola and Hatat, they would be subject to uh, that uh, item. However, over here, since you can use all the money for Qurban Shilamim, so therefore it does not have a deen of uh, okay, so let's read again. Hamafrish ma'ot. I got ma'ot setumim. We're saying the nizirutot. Okay? So we got lo nenin. Okay, can I have an ave? Lo mo'alim bain. Which if let's say the guy want to use the money bishogeg for whatever he was using it for and everything like that, he doesn't have to pay. Kerem v'chomesh, he doesn't have to be in Qurban. Hashem v'neshem le'uyim le'avi b'chulam shilamim. Because since he didn't designate what it's going to be for, Technically, he can use all the uh, monies for a shilamim. Therefore, shilamim does not have a status of me'ida. Therefore, he is, okay, met. Now, that's what happened. Let's say the guy died. Now, the nazir died before he brought the kurbanot. Now, how could you bring the kurbanot of a nazir after he's dead? So it says, Again, he has a whole pile of money. Okay, just put the whole thing as a shalmin daba or olat daba. No problem. Ma'ot mefurashim, but here's the key. I have designated piles. Hatat, Ola, Shilamim. Now when the Nazir died. So what do you do? So it says, Deme Hatat, Yulikli Yamamela. Same law. Take the Hatat items, throw it into the Dead Sea. Velo Neni, Velo Mu'alim. Okay, there's no Hana'ah, which you cannot have from it. Velo Ma'is no Me'ilah either, because it's not a Qurban yet, it's just the monies. Deme Ola, Yabi Ola. Okay, Deme Ola, bring Ola, no problem. Because that was a Qurban. Qurban is Me'ilah uh, on this. Okay? Actually, there's, uh, yeah, there's Me'ilah. Comes out even on the monies. Because bottom line, it's used for an Ola. And Ola is Kadashim, Kodesh Kadashim. And therefore, uh, there's key. The money of the Shalamim is brought for a Shalamim. However, it's brought with the stringencies, the like always telling you that's only eaten for one day, but there is no lechem. So we found the third case of the case of a shalman nazir that's brought without lechem. That's the case where the nazir's designated money specifically died. Now the money's got to be brought to Quran up and you do not bring lechem. Case number four, shalachar kapara. What happened over here? A guy, let's say, is nazir. He designated Korbanot. He has a Shalamim Ayil. For Shalamim, no problem. But what happened? He lost it. So what did he do? He took another Shalamim, mm-hmm. brought it as a Shalmin Nazir. And then he found it. He got Kapara, for whatever it is you need Kapara for. Now he found the original one. Oh, so now what do you do with this original uh, Shalamim that was designated for the... So it says, Shalar Kapara. Which means, again, he was mafrish, this shalamim for a korban. At the end, he used a different korban. For example, he lost or got stolen, and already he found the original. So what does it say? You bring it as a korban shalamim, because it was designated for a korban shalamim. So you bring it as and then because you can't bring shalamim in the bat. It's not a problem to throw around the mezbeah. But the problem is no lechem. And the Gemara says, what's the logic? The Gemara says, simple sevara. Gemara says, sevarahu. Shalachar mita mata'am delo hajal kapara. Which is, what's the reason we just said in the last case, case number three? After the guy's dead, why is this uh, no lechem? Because, because to bring the lechem, it's got to be ra'uy, the kapara. After the guy's dead, there's no such thing as kapara. He, he was a nazir, but he's dead. So they were just like after he dies, there's no kapara. So too, after he got kapara, there's no kapara. He brought a kapara already on the, the first one. So therefore, it's not ra'uy kapara. Therefore, there is no deen of bringing 
the lechem. Now the Gemara comes along. So therefore, Bari answered the question. He said, I'll give you four cases where you have Nizirut. You have Shelo, Shela, Lechar Mita, Lechar Kapara. Comes the Gemara and says, Vetu Deka. Well, there's only four cases. Ve'aika. We have more cases. Ush'ar called Shalmei Nazir. Take another case of Shalmei Nazir. She'shahatan she'lo kimitzvatan. What's the law? When you slaughter a shilamim, you have to slaughter it l'shem shilamim. L'shem, the mitzvah that you're slaughtering it for. But let's say you slaughter it she'lo l'shmam, which means let's say you slaughter it l'shem korban ola. Who was designated as a shilamim. You designated it as an ola. Not that you designated it. You were shohetit. As for Kavanah for an Ola. Or you, you separated for Shilamim. And as you separated, you Kavanah is what? L'shem Atat. So what's the law? So the law is, you sprinkle the blood, you're allowed to put it on the Mizbeah, and you're allowed to even eat the Basar. Which is, it, it takes on the status of a Korban Shilamim. However, they got to bring another Korban Shilamim in its stead. Which is, it doesn't posel the Korban. It goes with the regular of Shilamim, but the the... the Owner's got to bring another one. So what's the thing? Shishakatan shelo lishman kishirin velo olin lebaalim lishum chobah. Nothing accounts. They got to bring another shelamim v'neechalim liyom echad. Again, this was talking about a shalmei nazir, where the guy ruined his kavanah. It's a one day because you take the chomrot of the designation. Therefore, it's only a one day eating. Ve'enam teonim lo lechem velo zerawa, which means you don't have lechem. No, you have to take the zerawa and cook it and give it to kolim like a regular nazir. So we have another case. Of a nazir, shalmin nazir without bread. So why did you give me this case as well? Yes. You only gave me four. We have a case. Of, again, get the case. He designated the korban. He's a nazir. And then what did he do? He brought it to the Beit HaMikdash. As he's slaughtering it, instead of l'shem shalamim, l'shem atat, or l'shem ola. What do we say? Finish it. Sprinkle. Eat it. Put it on the mizbeah. What you have to do? You didn't fulfill your shalmin nazir yet. Got to bring another one. But in that one that you brought... You gotta put the chumrah, the shalmin nazi, can only eat for one, one day, but there's no bread. Oh, so that's a case of no bread. Okay, but I answered, kemitzvatan kahashiv. Shelok kemitzvatan lo kahashiv. We're only listing the cases where you brought it the right way. We're not bringing cases where you brought it the wrong way. All the cases we brought, you slaughtered it, l'shem, shalamim. This case over here, you're right, there's no bread, but it's Shiloh Kibitzvatan. It's where you messed up, you did a wrong Kavanah. In the Chedamim. That's the fifth case. But the commonality between the four cases that we brought, four brought Kibitzvatan. Baruch Amen. Amen.